What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, friends? Nick Person here. I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision, and I'm excited to continue our journey of walking through the book of John, where we're going to pick up in the story. We're finding ourselves in John chapter 19, and we're going to read verses 1 through 16. What's going on here is this story. If you're watching a drama, it has reached its pinnacle, the very tip of all the tension. And Jesus is under trial. He has been betrayed. He is alone. And it just gets uglier and uglier. But it is a very necessary part of the narrative and the beauty of this thing we call the gospel. And so in John chapter 19, I'm going to be reading. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. And I'm just going to give some insights, some thoughts, and some practical takeaways. If you're new to this podcast, we are so glad that you are here. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the other John podcasts or even the other um, podcasts that we have as we have been walking through Scripture. Um, that way, it will just give you a better context and understanding of what's going on. But where we find ourselves in John chapter 19 is that Jesus is under trial. He has been betrayed. He has been beaten. And that's going to continue as he makes his way to Calvary's cross to pay the debt for sinners like you and I to be set free. Um, and so that's where we find ourselves. I'm going to read verses 1 through 16, and then I'm going to give some insight and some thoughts, and then hopefully some practical steps that we can walk differently in light of what we read today. So here we go. John chapter 19, beginning in verse number 1, says this. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. Once more, Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priest and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify. But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus. But Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said, don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? Verse 11, this is a mic drop moment. Jesus answered, you would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. The Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement, which is Aramaic, is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. Here is your king, Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, Take him away, take him away, crucify him. 
Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar. The chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. Wow, what a powerful, powerful 16 verses. Let's walk a little slowly through them and let's just pull out some insights and really some things that we can walk differently a lot of them. So verse 1, let's just start reading back. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. Flogging was um, beating someone to the pinnacle or to the point of death. And so whoever the person who flogged Jesus was, was a professional at taking you to the brink of death, but being careful not to take you to death. And so Jesus was beaten with, literally within an inch of his life. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and they slapped him in the face. What they were going for was disgrace. They wanted to disgrace this man that claimed to be the king. So what do you do if you want to disgrace someone who's calling themselves king? You make them a lesser king and you mock their claims. And so here they are giving them a purple robe, giving him a thorn crown and saying, hey, what kind of king are you? You are a less than king. They mocked him. They beat him. They slapped him. This is a pretty horrific scene. And I want you to think about something. These people that are doing this to Jesus were created by Jesus. He allowed his very own creation to disgrace him. This is a hum this is humility on the level that I can never understand. But man, I look at him being humble and allowing himself to be less than so that he could redeem a people that were lost. It's truly beautiful. Verse number four. Once more Pilate came out and said to their the Jews gathered there, Look, I'm bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown and the thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. What Pilate was trying to do, he's like, All right, I beat him. I gave him a fake crown. We gave him a purple robe. We have mocked him. We have shown you that he does not appear to be what he claimed to be. Now I want to let him go. So Pilate was hoping that, hey, with the flogging and the beating and the crown of thorns and the purple robe and the disgrace that we have just lavished out on him, surely this will satisfy these people who are calling for him and his death. Verse number six. As soon as the chief priest and their officials saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. What in essence they're saying is, hey, this is not enough. The disgrace is not enough. The flogging is not enough. The crown of thorns is not enough. We want him to die because he has claimed to be what we believe he is not. Yes, there is evidence, but we're not paying attention to that evidence. We want him to die. But Pilate answered, you take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. Pilate knows that Jesus is innocent. That's why he is hesitating and delaying killing Jesus. He goes, listen, there is no charge. This, these charges do not have a substantial backbone. Verse 7. The Jewish leaders insisted, we have a law, and according to that law, he must die because he claimed to be the son of God. This is the blasphemy, claiming something that is not to be true, although what Jesus claimed was very much true. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? He asked Jesus, but Jesus gave no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. 
don't you realize I have power either to free you or to crucify you? So notice, till this moment, Jesus hasn't said anything. And then Pilate almost, um, I'm going to say it this way, Pilate flexes. He, gets, he goes, do you not realize that I have the power to free you or crucify you? In the scene from Remember the Titans where Denzel Washington is talking to his linemen who are not very excited about him being the coach, he goes, hey, who's your daddy? What Pilate is saying to Jesus is, hey, I'm the one with the power. In essence, who is your daddy? Who is the one who has the power? And then Jesus' response in verse 11 cannot be any better. Jesus answered, You have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a great sin. He says, listen, I'm the one that has allowed you to have that seat. So that seat is not from you. That seat is from me. So you don't have the power. But what I'm choosing to do with my power is to make myself less than so I can pay the price for a broken people to be redeemed. So let me just tell you, O Pilate, that you are not the one in control here. I am. I'm the one that has all power. I am the one that has all wisdom. I am the one who has all knowledge. Not you. The power you have, I've allowed you to have. Verse 12. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free, but the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. Uh Uh-oh. Right now, these Jewish people are preying on Pilate wanting to be a pleaser of people and to have right standing with Caesar. So they call him out. They hit him in a weak spot and they go, oh, so you're willing to go against Caesar. This man is against Caesar and you're willing to join him. It's crazy how much power we give to people. It's unhealthy and it's not best. And and Pilate found, falls prey to the people saying, oh, you don't want to please Caesar. And Pilate very much wants to stand with Caesar and not stand in opposition with Caesar. So he is willing to sacrifice what is right in order to please people. And we're quick to point a finger at Pilate. But can I just tell you, I am often guilty of doing the exact same thing. I will trade what's best and true for pleasing people. Verse 13. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as Stone Pavement, which is Aramaic, is Gabbatha. It was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about noon. By the way, this, this is happening the exact time that Jesus said it was going to happen. So, you know, what's funny is these Jewish leaders are calling for crucifixion. If they just opened up their eyes and opened up their ears, they would see that everything Jesus said is coming to fruition. And he is who he says he is. Here's your king, Pilate said to the Jews, but they shouted, take him away. Take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king, Pilate asked? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priest answered. Interesting. These chief priests, these religious leaders were always in opposition to the government. They were wanting someone to come to reestablish their power as the people of God, but they did not get that. But in this moment, they are trading all those convictions in order to just affirm that they want Jesus to be crucified. In essence, they are speaking out both sides of their mouth. We have no king but Caesar. Really, I thought God was your king. Verse 16. Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So here we are. All the things set in motion that were necessary to set in motion to free us from the bondage of slavery 
and sin and death is taking place. But what's so heart-wrenching about this story is these people have seen the evidence, they've seen the evidence of the fruit, but yet they can't, for whatever reason, affirm the fact that Jesus is who he says he is. And all of this is playing out to bring about our ultimate freedom, but man, it is sad. I sometimes think to myself, is there anything in my own life that I know to be true, but I'm not yielding to and walking in? Am I holding up my way over the ways of the king? And if I'm doing that, it is time for me to repent and to turn and to follow with the king. Because if I'm not walking in step with the king, I'm going in the wrong direction. So I wonder for you, as you listen, as we walk through John chapter 19, is there, some, is there a way you're going that's not walking with the king? Are you walking your way but not walking the king's way? Maybe today is the day where you say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to have a change of mind, which is the Bible calls repentance. I'm going to walk in your ways. And I pray that you will do that today. And also I want you to see, um, before we close, verse number 6, the second part of 6, it says, But Pilate answered, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. I love this passage, and this stood out for me for, for the first time as I, we were reading this together, is... I find no basis for a charge against him. Because of Jesus, the enemy has no basis for a charge against us either because of what Christ has done. So we can truly walk in freedom. So we do not have to live as an enslaved people, but we get to live as a free, redeemed people. Are you walking in that? I hope that you are. No, I'm for you. No, I love you. And know that you are set apart and free if you are in Christ. So there is no basis for a charge against you. Be blessed. And we look forward to seeing you as back as we continue going through the book of John. Bye, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.